Welcome to the family with Andy Brant Bernard. Catherine will be here late. Alex will be here late. LA Nick's not coming in. We got a couple of great guests coming up and some pretty sad news in the radio world. We'll talk about it right after this with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant walls Automotive group walls.com and doug sprinthal Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking, so when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle, It is, and it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Andy and I holding down the fort until Catherine gets here, Alex gets here. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ellie Nick's having some problems with, with the weather, I guess, or whatever it is. Something like that. Something like that in any case. Um, we've talked about this many times before, but um, Catherine and I went to Vince Flynn's funeral several years ago. And this man was talking to Catherine, and Catherine wasn't looking at him. She was looking at her phone the whole time he was talking to her. And he was rather fond of her, you could tell, which was great. And she wandered across the room without ever looking at him, walks up to me without looking at me. She said, who's that asshole? I said, it's Rush Limbaugh. Unfortunately, Rush Limbaugh has died, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Not that I knew him. I talked to him a couple times. I was never friendly with him. Vince Flynn was a very good friend of his, though. I know that. just makes you kind of sad. Rush Limbaugh, the monumentally influential media icon who transformed talk radio and politics in his decades behind the microphone, helped shape the modern-day Republican Party, died today at the age of 70 after a battle with lung cancer, his family announced. Limbaugh's wife, Catherine, made the announcement on his radio show. Uh, The radio icon learned he had stage 4 lung cancer in January 2020. 
So actually, Andy, that's pretty good. 14 months after you find out you have stage four lung cancer, it's 14 months pretty good, isn't it? Well, it depends on if it was small cell or not. If it was small cell, well, then suppose, yeah, yeah, that's the stuff that gets you very, very quickly. But otherwise, the I think the, uh, the five-year survival rate for non-small cell stage four lung cancer is, I don't know, it's not terribly low. Let's see. So it definitely had to be small cell because he only had it for. I have well, a found feeling out he had it, for it was months. small cell. Uh, kind of seems like it. Yeah, to die in one year—that's pr- that's somewhat unusual. Although he yeah. was, well, he was only seventy. That's not terribly old. No, no, not at all. That's what happens when you smoke all those cigars. Yeah, he did like to smoke a cigar, no he doubt sure about did. that. And I'm guessing he right. inhaled, which you are not supposed to do. Oh, God, no, no, I ever Never inhale do a cigar if you're listening and you smoke cigars and inhale them. Well, that's the one problem I have with THC is recreational THC be great, but I don't think I, you shouldn't smoke it, man. Inhaling smoke into your lungs is not a good idea. No, it's, even incense, uh, uh, regularly burning right. incense in your house is linked to all sorts of different um, pulmonary issues because it's smoke yep. and you're inhaling it. Doesn't matter what kind of smoke it is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You don't want to do that. Yeah. As I said, the radio icon learned he had stage four lung cancer in January 2020, was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by President Trump at the State of the Union address. Days later, First Lady Melania Trump then presented America's highest civilian honor to Limbaugh in an emotional moment on the heels of his devastating cancer diagnosis. Rush Limbaugh said, thank you for your decades of tireless devotion to... Oh, this is what Trump said to him. Rush Limbaugh, thank you for your decades of tireless devotion to our country, President Trump said during the address. Limbaugh is considered one of the most influential media figures in American history and has played a consequential role in conservative politics since the Rush Limbaugh show began in 1988. Perched behind his golden EIB excellence in broadcasting microphone, Limbaugh spent over three decades as arguably both the most beloved and polarizing person in American media. The program that began 33 years ago on national syndication with only 56 radio stations grew to be the most listened to radio show in the United States, airing on more than 600 radio stations. According to the show's website, up to 27 million people tuned in on a weekly basis, and Limbaugh was lovingly, has lovingly referred to his passionate fan base as Ditto Heads, as they would often say Ditto when agreeing with the iconic radio host. In his final radio broadcast of 2020, Limbaugh thanked his listeners and supporters, revealing at the time he had outlived his prognosis. I wasn't expected to be alive today, he said. I wasn't expected to make it to October and then to November, then to December, and yet here I am. And today got some problems, but I'm feeling pretty good today. Limbaugh helped boost Trump's influence prior to the 2016 election simply by taking him seriously as a candidate when other established conservatives didn't want the former reality TV star anywhere near the Republican Party. Many of Limbaugh's listeners eventually became Trump supporters, and the radio legend continued to defend Trump throughout his presidency despite occasional disagreements. In the heat of the 2020 presidential election, Limbaugh hosted Trump in October for what was an unprecedented two-hour radio rally, during which the president was virtually given control of the coveted golden microphone to answer questions from the host and his listeners. Uh, Limbaugh, born in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, on January 12, 1951, began his radio career in 1967. So he just turned 70 years old about three weeks ago, four weeks, about a month ago, I guess. A little over a month ago, I uh, eventually graduated to disc jockey. He was a helper in 1967. 
He eventually graduated a disc jockey and worked at a small station roughly 100 miles south of St. Louis while attending high school. I was totally consumed, Limbaugh told the New York Times in 1990, noting that his idol was a Chicago radio host named Larry Lujak, baby. Uh, yeah, Larry Lujak is no longer with us either, unfortunately. He died very young. But Larry Lujak was influential. If you were in radio, you admired Larry Lujak, one of the greats of all time at WLS Radio. I got uh, very lucky, got to meet uh, Larry Lujak several times and hell of a talent. But the amazing thing about Larry Lujak was he had this big, boisterous kind of personality on the air, outspoken the whole deal. But in person, he was one of the most quiet, even-tempered people you'd ever want to meet. It was amazing. He was just very laid back. So radio kind of gave him the voice that he couldn't give himself out in the open market. You know what I mean? That, that works that way, doesn't it, though, Andy? Yeah, it does. You know, if you're just kind of a quiet, laid-back guy, you tend to get on the air and be quite boisterous, as I said. And I don't know. Uh, where me, I like being boisterous all the time. You know what I'm saying? By 1971, Limbaugh was a morning radio host in Pittsburgh where he was oddly told to cover a certain amount of farm news because the area was surrounded by many agricultural communities. In 2007, he explained to his listeners how the young radio host managed to keep listeners despite the bizarre requirement. Uh, the story does go on and on and on, and I can't read the entire story. It's, it's literally, it would take me an hour to read this entire story. So I'm going to kind of scroll down to the bottom. In 2003, Limbaugh checked himself into a treatment facility after becoming addicted to pain medication that he, uh, he was prescribed following back surgery. Also in 2003, Limbaugh resigned from a brief role as ESPN's Sunday, Sunday NFL countdown after making controversial comments about then-Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Donovan McNabb, who the broadcasting legend said was overrated by media members who wanted to see a black quarterback thrive. Probably saying that these days wouldn't go over that big either, I suppose. Yeah, you probably don't want to say that in this day and age either. You know what I mean? Uh, Limbaugh, who never had any children, is survived by his wife, Catherine. Like I said, I got to meet him a couple of times. Never got to know him, really. Talked to him. That's about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a sad moment. I, I was not a big listener of Rush Limbaugh's. Taking one side of a political argument just straight down... Down the line is too much for me, whether it's Republican or Democrat. I don't care. To, to agree with everything your party says, I just don't find that to be to be reasonable. I just don't, because both parties have some psychotic ideas about what's right and what isn't and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm talking about. You just I couldn't do it. But most of the time while Rush Limbaugh was on the air, I was working, so I never got a chance to, you know, unless I was in the car, to tell you the truth. I listened to Limbaugh a little bit in the car, but that's where I'd have to be going from... From one job to another. But it does make me very, very sad because Rush Limbaugh was good friends with many of my friends. Like, he's a good friend of Mike Lindell's, a good friend of of uh, Vince Flynn's, and I could keep going down the list here. Uh, like I said, didn't know him well. Met him, didn't know him well, was not a big listener. Um, I really can't listen to talk radio, or, you know, like political talk radio, unless you mix in other things. Like, look, if you want to talk about politics on the radio, that's fine. I got no problem with that at all. I do it. But, to you know, that's all you do. I don't know how you can do something like that. Uh, you know, God bless him. The guy became multi, multi, multi-millionaire doing it. Yeah, I was going to say, how he could do it is on a bed of millions of dollars. That's how. Yeah. He made a lot of dough. There's no doubt about, there's no doubt about that getting around. Uh, you can't get around that. But uh, it may be very uh, sad. Net worth uh, allegedly five to $600 million. 
Yeah, that's about so, right. So, yeah, I think anyone can do pretty much anything if they're going to make $600 million doing it. Yeah, I suppose that's true. You're going to make $600 million bucks doing it. You better be dedicated to the job. A day salary, or a, a year salary. $85 million a year? Yeah. That's pretty good. That is pretty... Where does the money come... What did he do? <clears throat> advertisers. Oh, that's all just advertisers? advertisers. Well, when you're on 600 radio stations, you can charge a lot of yeah, money for your commercials. True. Lots of money. So... We shall see. I just wanted to pop over to another page here because we have a guest in about four minutes. Uh, just quickly look at that. I, I just read that from Fox News. That's the first place it popped up. I, had, I didn't find it on other sites right away, but now it is up on CNN. Rush Limbaugh, the conservative media icon who for decades used his purchase, the king of talk radio, to shape the politics of both the Republican Party and the nation. Limbaugh announced in February 2020 he had been diagnosed. Uh, we already read that part of it. A pioneer of AM talk radio, Limbaugh, for 32 years, hosted the Rush Limbaugh Show. Uh, using a sizable platform, Limbaugh advanced conservative ideas, though he often waded into conspiratorial waters and generated controversy for hateful commentary on gender and race. I was hoping CNN wouldn't do that. Why would you hope that, Why? CNN? I know, but you, the guy just died. Look, I was not a big fan of his talk show either. I didn't listen to his talk show. It's not that I disliked him or liked him. I, I didn't. It's not my kind of radio. Um, but you know, you, you got to go. His hateful commentary. Yeah, like you don't do that, by the way. Remember cancel culture? That's the most hateful thing I've ever seen. So I wouldn't be throwing the word hateful around much if I were you. Um, yeah, that cancel culture thing. I, and someday we got to get into that, Andy. I got to figure out how it is. Uh, well, we got three minutes here. Maybe I could do it now because I don't want to read anymore. It's you know just too sad. Friend of a friend of mine dying like that. Legend like then he was no question a legend. There's no getting around it. Rush Limbaugh, if you just popped in, uh, died this morning at the age of only seventy. Just turned seventy about a month ago, a little over a month ago. But. Um, I want to ask you, as a thirty-four-year-old guy, Andy, would you explain cancel culture to me? Because here's the problem I have with it: just because you disagree with me, I'm going to ruin your life by, you know, attacking you to all your advertisers, talking to your advertisers about uh, doing this and the other thing. And I have a big enough voice to get something done here. But the problem with that is, let's see, you know, like when they when the when the local news destroyed my my voiceover career. Mom was affected. You were affected. Alex was affected. We all were affected by it. They didn't just get to me. They got to you guys as well. Doesn't that bother you that people would even think of doing something like that? Well, I mean, yeah, but you just have to accept the fact that most people are evil. They really are. Andy, let me ask you a question. Are most people that stupid? Is that what it is? I think so. I think probably a good 70, 80% of humanity is functionally robots. Yeah, that's what it kind of seems like. Again, if you want to if you want to go after somebody and this that and pressuring their advertisers, I mean, come on. The advertisers who need the business the most are going to cave in a heartbeat cuz they need the business. You know, that's just how it is. I but the part is I just don't understand. Look, you didn't like Rush Limbaugh? You wanted to attack Rush Limbaugh and do whatever? Well, he has a wife named Catherine. Do you have to attack her, too? I mean, is she an unnecessary part of the attack? I just don't get it. Well, and I'll mobs, never understand. Lynch mobs, they've been around forever since yeah, human history. That's true. I don't think the lynch mobs ever really cared who they were hurting as long as they could get their anger out. 
That's true. That's just, you know. We have a uh, special guest coming up next. Angela Thomas will join us. Does criminal casework tracking missing persons using remote viewing? Ooh, that's pretty interesting. This is going to be fascinating, as a matter of fact. So God bless you, Rush Limbaugh. Like I said, I met you. didn't really know you. I uh, didn't really understand the show. Um, but uh, God bless you, pal. I mean, you were a friend of a friend of mine, and that's good enough for me. We will be right back with Angela Thomas and the family. Tom Bernard, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, these are tough times for a lot of businesses. I know that North American Banking Company has been working hard to help several different small and large business owners throughout the state. Tommy, our lenders are working with customers not only on recovery, but planning for the future. To date, we have helped over 365 businesses in the state by lending more than $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. I know these programs can be challenging for a lot of businesses to navigate. Right, with many revisions to the Paycheck Protection Plan and similar programs, keeping up with them hasn't been a two-foot putt for many business owners. At North American Banking Company, our team of expert lenders are working with our customers every day to help them understand and navigate these complex programs, simplifying them so our customers can focus on what they do best running their businesses. Simple. I like it. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Catherine and Alex aren't here yet, but uh, Andy and I are here. L.A. Nick is out. He's dealing with some some stuff out at the farm, so that's understandable. Is Miss Thomas ready to go? Yep. Angela Thomas, our special guest. Uh, good morning, Angela. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Marvelously well. As kind of, even though I didn't know him well, I met him a couple of times. But Rush Limbaugh died this morning, and he was a friend of oh. a couple of friends of mine. So it makes me sad. Didn't really know him. Oh. Not a big listener, but you know, great what are guy. You though. Do? Great guy. That's what everybody said. Yeah, I met him. A couple, he was he was friendly enough. The couple of times I talked to him, met him Bye. in person uh, a couple of times, but. Um, does criminal casework tracking missing persons using remote viewing? Her work also has included uh, crime victim location and recovery. She's a uh, vocal advocate for related causes. Now, how, what, how do you find out, let's say you're, you're a psychic or a clairvoyant. Psychics and clairvoyants, is that the same thing or is that a different thing? Uh, it is different. Uh, psychic goes oh, okay. off of uh, psychic impressions or psychic knowing, whereas clairvoyance allows you to get into more of a breakdown. 
the big difference is past, present, future. So that's what the clairvoyancy is all about. So it also affects your five physical senses as a clairvoyant. So a certain smell, certain taste, maybe clairaudience where you're hearing something and so forth. So now I should mention, by the way, that Angela is a subject participant in an elite consciousness research study focusing on precognition and has gained an enviable reputation for her psychic work and private sessions for individuals, business leaders, celebrities. How old were you when you found out you had these abilities, Angela? Well, actually, you know, as a child, I, I had a lot of experiences, but I really assumed that everyone else had those abilities, too. It wasn't until I was a teenager before I really understood (laughs) that that's not a common occurrence with individuals or common experiences. And it wasn't until I got into my 20s that I really started to utilize those abilities. Because quite frankly, I did not accept those abilities. You know, this can't be happening to me. People will think I'm weird or I've lost my mind. I don't wish to speak about it, you know. So I had my own hang-ups back then. You know, it's kind of interesting about that. You know, different people have different abilities and they do things in different ways. And it took me pretty much all my life till I finally talked to people about it because I never brought it up before a couple of years ago. But my whole life, I've dreamed in numbers, which apparently not a lot of people do. Um, and I, 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 to tell you the truth, it, like last night, I woke up at 1.30 in the morning because I was dreaming this calculation on, it doesn't matter what it was on, but I figured something out when I was sleeping. Is that really unusual? Or did, now Andy, you might know this too. Do people do that all the time, or is that unusual? Well, I think a lot of people... Sleeping does consolidate memory, and whoa, Jude, you all right there? I think Mom just got home because <laughs> Jude, our dog, our dog just went nuts, Angela. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, sleep <laughs> the is dog just went off the deep end. Sleep is when your memories consolidate, and it's when your brain kind right. of does that kind of thing. But it's not usual to know that it's happening. Well, let's go one step also- further, though. You know, Joseph Murphy wrote a book. Uh, the Power of the Subconscious Mind, years ago, and very famous uh, man. And what he said about dreams, uh, especially with your experience with calculations, is that you can be tapping into uh, a particular part of the brain that is going to be able to communicate with you. So if you have a problem, or if before you go to sleep you're asking for a solution, then you can receive that through dream state. See, I, th- I love that whole idea. I'm glad I asked you both about this because last night, and it doesn't really matter what it was all about, but there's a certain point that I want to reach in my life. You know, as you go along in life, there are certain, certain hills and certain plateaus you want to reach and all the rest of that. But um, I figured out in my sleep last night that I could get to where I wanted to be in 36 months, exactly. And so when I woke up this morning, I did the calculation, and it was right. In 36 months, the number was actually uh, identical to the one I dreamt. Wow, that's amazing. 
Yeah, I, and I just thought, once again, like you, Angela, I thought everybody could do that. And I suppose, Andy, don't you think everybody could do that if they tried, if they if they concentrated? Yeah, if they tried, yeah. Most people just don't yeah, try. Yeah, that's what I thought. So you just don't try to do it. And I don't know why I try to do it, Angela. So how old were you, now you said, when, when you learned you could... You could basically, well, you'd be, did you even know what clairvoyant meant when you first uh, understood what you, what you could do? No, I had no idea. I didn't think so. I had no idea about most of the things that I experienced as a psychic and clairvoyant. So, I mean, when my uh, clairvoyancy came through, uh, my clairaudience, again, the ability to hear, uh, was very prominent, and I'm going to call it overactive. And quite frankly, I thought that I had lost my mind. So when you're hearing something internally, or occasionally you may hear it with your outer ear, just like you're hearing my voice right now, you mm-hmm. you know, you go, hmm, you know, maybe the stress <laughs> has gotten to me. Or, you know, maybe there's a history of, mental illness somewhere in my family history. (laughs) So I did not know until it started to happen to me and I started to explore uh, what the possibilities were. It's kind of funny you brought that up because as it turns out, and I never even connected these two, but my father was paranoid schizophrenic. My father was mentally ill, so that maybe was part of it, part of the whole deal too, that I just didn't want to didn't want to make that connection, so I thought, no, everybody can do this. <laughs> That's not a because I didn't want to sure. kind of, you know, sure. think I was headed and I, down and that I path, which I want you to know, you know, your audience to know that if you're hearing voices, uh, is it possible for there to be uh, an audio hallucination? Well, yes, that's possible. Mm-hmm. But also, on the other side, you may be experiencing clairaudiency which is a natural ability of your own clairvoyance. Now, why is it, Angela, you think that a lot of people just have no interest in... Look, I don't know much about about the subject, but if you tell me that you're clairvoyant and, and you're psychic, I have no reason to doubt you. Why would I doubt you? I find it fascinating. Why do people just fight back so hard against this kind of thing? I think a lot of it has to do with our own culture. Uh, Some people have a disdain for anything that is psychic or intuitive uh, that may be based upon scientific beliefs or uh, maybe, uh, you know, a religious background, and they go, oh, you know, that's of the devil, so I don't want to get into that. But a lot of people, you know, are science-based, which, by the way, I am as well, and, uh, but I don't deny it. You know, most of the people that are thinking on a scientific level are thinking in the old model of materialism. So you still have scientists out there today uh, that are working with materialism, and when they do oh, their yeah. research, they go, this is not possible. But then we have those scientists that are in, let's say, quantum physics. And so it has been mathematically proven, and it's also been, you know, there's a lot of different scientists that have published, you know, peer-reviewed papers on their findings. 
so I, I think that there's a stigma attached to psychics because people believe that, you know, uh, there's somebody all tattooed up uh, wearing, you know, 10,000 crystals, uh, you know, calling themselves a psychic, and they're nothing more than a scammer or they're right. cold reading. And so are, those, uh, are there psychic scammers out there? You bet there are. But uh, there are the real McCoys all over the world that are doing fantastic work, and they don't operate in a scam or a scheme sort of way. What's so funny about that is a, uh, a couple of years ago, I also do a morning talk show in town. Um, this show's been on for nine years as well, but I was interviewing a person talking about exactly what you're talking about, and he said... I could show you how this is done, Tom, if you want. I said, yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. He said, I can get you to say something, and I know what it is right now, and I'll write it down, and I can get you to say something. I won't show you the paper. And I said, I, I don't know if I believe that. It took him about five minutes, and I said the exact phrase he was looking for me to say. I mean, it's, wow. it was pretty impressive how, you know, this guy was a fake, obviously, because he learned how to manipulate people's thought processes, I guess. Right. Well, I mean, there are individuals out there. Again, I I call them scammers. Although there are some people that have turned that, I guess, ability to manipulate one's thoughts uh, into like a Vegas show. <laughs> right. Well, yes. So, right. Uh, yeah. So it's for entertainment purposes. Uh, what I do, however, is not for entertainment. Although on my website I have for entertainment purposes only, which is to adhere to, you know, state laws that you must place that, uh, you know, on any sort of publication or website that you have. Uh, but I also teach psychic development, and I teach psychic development workshops, and I teach courses in it. So this is, uh, you know, you take someone's natural ability because everyone has that psychic ability, but, you know, I show them techniques, uh, approaches, uh, they get to do exercises, and so you actually can develop uh, or even enhance the abilities that you have today. That makes total sense. I need to take a very quick break. You can spend another segment with I, with us, I hope. Stay with uh, yes, be uh, About two minutes, we'll be right back with Angela Thomas and the family. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home. Listed on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. What's more important than reliable plumbing? 
having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and Ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit saberheating.com. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Angela Thomas, our special guest. Angela is the host of on the show On the Fringe. She has appeared on George Norrie's television show Beyond Belief on the Gaia Network. Two of her featured appearances were exposing psychic scams and Don't Fear the Tarot. She also co-hosted a popular paranormal topics radio show called Portal. Uh, AngelaThomas.org is her website if you'd like to reach out to her. AngelaThomas.org. Angela, my lovely wife, Catherine, just walked in. She's joining us. Hello, how are you? Wonderful. Hello, Catherine. Hi. Getting any vibes? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she wants vibes already. <laughs> like, okay, vibe. Catherine, call me. Call me later on. <laughs> <laughs> we were just watching a show about psychics. What was that called, Tom, in L.A.? Uh, wasn't shut up. Shut. Shut something. (laughs) Is is that that guy? Oh, it might be. Um. Oh God, was it called? It was really good. It's about psych. Well, it's about shut eye. Actually, Angela, shut eye. That's wasn't shut up. It was shut eye. That's what it was exactly. Uh, Did you ever see that show, Angela? I have never seen that show. Never heard of that show. Me either. Well, we hadn't either until about a month ago. But it was from a couple of years ago. Good acting in it. The people in it are, are really, really good. But they start out as a couple that work for a, a, a fake psychic network and how they make money doing this, that, and the other thing. But the funny thing about that is, is they're all working for a fake psychic network, and yet they're being controlled psychologically by the guy who owns the network. It's, it's really a good idea. It was a great idea. Well, you I've know, never worked uh, for any sort of psychic network. I have my own right, uh, right. feelings about that. I, I believe that, uh, sure. you know, that's a lot that's of scamming lot. going on, and mm-hmm. they're charging you per minute. And, uh, you know, what a, what a, you know, terrible thing. But anyway, but, you know, you, you were talking about this particular program. There is actually a psychic called Allison... Dubois, and she's living in the state of Arizona, and Allison works directly for the uh, state attorney general's office, and so she does uh, criminal cases, so of course, if, you know, whether someone has passed through, uh, you know, let's say murder, or if there's a, you know, most of them are murder cases, and so she works uh, for them. But uh, NBC, years ago, uh, developed a show based on her work 
and that was called Medium, and it, ha- it had Patricia Arquette oh, yeah. as the actress. And so, but yep, that was actually that. based on Alison Dubois' own work and life. I think that's see. I, I like I said. I told you earlier, Angela, that whether it's uh, you know certain abilities, mental abilities, psychic abilities, whatever, or it's you know it's religion, or it's just, I find that stuff fascinating because to me, if anything can make you happy without you abusing other people or using other people or condemning other, this cancel culture thing right now, Angela, I just can't stand. I was just talking to Andy about that before he came on. The fact that you don't agree with me, I now hate you and want to ruin your life. How did we ever get there uh, intellectually, Angela? How, uh, so people do believe things that aren't true, but if they don't believe in what you're doing, boy, you're way out of, oh, that's ridiculous. Of course, what they're well, doing you know, fine, I, This what, has been an ongoing uh, process with this whole cancel culture. Uh, yes. Actually, I do have a, an advanced terminal degree, and uh, I taught... Right. At a university, and so uh, I taught written communication for business along with other uh, classes, and so I did start to see a shift in those traditional students that was in front of me. And uh, but you know, I I offset that by you know I would incorporate it in my lessons about freedom or freedom of speech. Uh, and then this, uh, what is it called, um, microaggression, you know. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That is, yeah. you disagree oh, yeah. with me, it's a microaggression. And that was really uh, coming out when I was uh, teaching. And that and this whole white privilege, uh, now the university that I taught at did not do the whole white privilege thing. Right. Uh, but there were other universities and local colleges that taught those classes. So it's been ongoing for a while. And quite honestly, you know, it goes beyond socialists and Marxists. It's actually a uh, communist scheme, which has been going right. on for a long, long time. So it's not overnight, but it has been that our youth or those young adults have started to adopt that, and most of that is social engineering done by social media. So we don't need those re-education camps anymore, like the killing fields in Cambodia years ago. Uh, We Mm -hmm. have, you know, going online, we see, you know, social media posts, we uh, maybe grab our news from online, and, you know, most of mainstream media is, you know, now spewing out propaganda. And so kids or young adults are believing that. They don't, they don't know how to look for viable sources. Uh, you know, if somebody is quoted, is that a real quote? Uh, but saying, you know, I heard of or rumors have it or someone reported this uh, or an unnamed source, this is not credible. Anytime you hear those words, it's not a credible statement. It is fabricated. Sources familiar yeah. with his thinking? There you go. Yeah. That's exactly it, isn't uh, it? Now, I, you know what's amazing to me about that whole thing about, oh, communism is a wonderful thing and blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, there was a big story this morning that just came out over the wire that uh, China is now considering taking down their road signs that say, and I'm not making this up, you can check it out, uh, their road signs say, if you have more than one child, we will kill you. That's pretty so, severe. What? That's well, I, the way you want to live? You know, right. And China, you know, no one is covering this really in the news so much, but... You know, there is an ongoing genocide occurring in China right now. Oh, yeah. And they oh, are yeah. trying to wipe out the Muslims. And so they are forced abortions. Uh, and they're, of course, torturing and killing uh, a lot of different people. So, uh, you know, our young adults, and I'm going to say 18 to 35 years of age, uh, they don't have a concept of, of history. Uh, history has been, there's the abridged version of history yes. taught in most colleges and universities now instead of let's delve into what this really is. So it's very easy to brainwash and manipulate the minds of youth that don't want to take the time to read on history or even view a video on history. So there you have it. Uh, that was Lindenwood University in St. Charles, Missouri? Correct. The yeah, private university. Excellent. Indeed. I love that area, by the way. And by the way, listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Angela is a proud product of the New Orleans psychic community. What do you think of New Orleans? That's an interesting town, Angela. It is. It is. I lived there for many, many years. And uh, it's highly diverse. Uh and it's not just, you know, different races or different architecture from, let's say, the, the French or the Spanish uh, history there. But it also, you know, you have, it's, uh, you know, whether you're Catholic, you know, different religious uh, sects, uh, Catholic, voodoo. You know, voodoo is a religion. Yeah, it's not yeah. just something that people do. It is a religion. And so, uh, you know, a lot of religious diversity there in New Orleans as well. It is by far the most unique city that I've ever been into, you know, ever lived, ever visited, uh, very unique. But it does support, you know, metaphysics or paranormal. Mm -hmm. And when you visit New Orleans, there is no denying the energy there. You know when you step into New Orleans that you feel like you're stepping back in time. You feel that energy right. of you right. know, spirits and history and events that occurred there. You can find some good food there too, Angela. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll tell absolutely. you that. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a wonderful town. If, uh, if people want to reach out to you at AngelaThomas.org, that'll work for you? Well, it's better if they uh, go to psychicangelathomas.com. That's oh, okay. very easy to learn. Psychic. Psychicangelathomas.com. And uh, on there is a lot of information, you know, whether it's my psychic development courses or workshops, or if someone wishes to book a private reading, uh, they can find all of the information there. 
It is wonderful. I appreciate your time. You're a very interesting person to talk to. You're entertaining. You're interesting. Very smart person. Angela, we got to have you back once in a while just to kind of catch up on what, what the latest is, all right? Wonderful. Looking forward to it. I appreciate your time. Angela Thomas, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back with Hour 2, about 10 minutes.